Get ready, loosen those vocals up, Tubbs. Here it comes. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside. Now inside. It's a dipping finish, but I think that Sally Pierce has got there. Oh, you great save. save again by Sally Wonderful save. That's not a try, that's a miracle. Uh, You're listening to the Crowd Catch. Buckle up as we dive in to all things sport. There's a Crowd Catch. And I think he's dropped his beard. Yes, you're on the Crowd Catch. And what an absolutely massive week we have ahead of us. The NRL and the AFL Grand Final fall on the same weekend as a storm go to battle with the Penrith Panthers and the Battle of the Cats as Richmond take on Geelong. But before we dive into all of that, let's look back on the week that was. And boys, tell us about you. What caught your eye? G'day, Jimmy. Mate, massive week of sport and a massive week just passed again. Uh, look, sports galore, great time to be a sports fan. For me, my favourite thing was on a racing track. We saw the Everest here in Australia, but it actually took place in New Zealand when a wayward golfer, wandered into the path of horses midway through a $125,000 race. He was playing pitch and putt. It all went wrong. He was looking for his ball. And uh, lo and behold, he looked up and he found himself in the middle of the Great Northern Steeplechase. Take a listen to the commentary. Harry Mason is next and then Des Jure and Napoleon. So they've cleared that one. There are some absolute idiots playing golf out on the course proper. Can you believe that? Down towards you, absolute tickets at the first of the stand double now, and uh, take you all. Yeah, mate, it was certainly um, a moment of golf to have a big chuckle about. And my favourite part of that grab was where the commentator labelled that big galoot an absolute dickhead. But yes, we all <laughs> had a good chuckle about that. As for what caught my eye, the first double super over in Indian Premier League history. The match was set to a super over after the Kings 11 and Mumbai Indians had tied on 176 runs each. They remained in a deadlock at five runs apiece after the first super over before the Kings 11 chased down the Mumbai Indians 11 runs in the second super over. Let's have a listen, boys, to the Kings 11's winning over. Full toss. Gale goes up. Up and away. What a start, Chris Gale. Crunched, crunched over extra cover. And into the boundary for four. Freeman wicket, wins it. Two points for Kings 11 Punjab. A much deserved two points. We've had an absolute cracker here. Now, if you listen closely, you would have heard none other than Chris Gale uh, smashing the first ball of the winning over for six. Tell you what, it was an absolute thriller of a match. It was fantastic to see it rectified on the big scale. I think most cricket fans are still dirty about what happened in England last year when the first Super Over went on a back count on boundaries. It's a much better way to finish a game. So it's good that we've uh, worked that fault out in the system. Hope listeners like cricket because after this week, there's going to be a whole lot of cricket coming up on this podcast. But for me, rounding up a year in rugby league, what caught my eye? was Jack Wyden winning the Dalliem. Up the milk, up big Jackie boy. He, uh, he finished the year with 26 points, uh, just one ahead of Clint Gutherson on 25, and two ahead of Nathan Cleary on 24. A uh, bit of a shock win. I don't think too many people thought Jack was going to come away with the Dalliem points. It came right down to the last game where Jack didn't play, but then neither Gutho or Cleary 
uh, polled in the final round of the season, which ultimately gave him the one, uh, gave him the win. Um, it's pretty astonishing to think it's only Jack's second year at five eight. Um, he won the Clive Churchill Medal last year, Dalian this year. Um, just what an idea from Sticky to put him in the five eight, and gee, it's paid big dividends for him. Yeah, it certainly has, Jimmy. It's been fantastic to see. And I'm sure more talk of the Dally M's will be coming up in a uh, couple of minutes when we have a look at the preview for the NRL Grand Final. But first, there's a big one on Saturday. It's the AFL Grand Final, the biggest fast four of the year. Our favourite segment where we flog Gates with a lot of big questions. Doesn't get any bigger than this. Gatesy, I've got a stopwatch, mate. Are you ready for your Grand Final fast four? Mate, if you boys are ready to throw me in the furnace, I'm ready to uh, fizzle away. Well, let's do this then. First question, Jimmy, take it away. What did you make of the Brownlow night? Boys, let's jump straight to the man of the night, Lockie Neal, uh, who took out his first Brownlow medal ever. Brisbane, of course, finished second on the ladder and got through to a preliminary final, and Neil was a major catalyst for their brilliant campaign. Boys, we love our fun facts on the crowd catch. We spill them out at a rate of knots. And uh, Lockie Neal, in beating the second place Travis Boke by 10 votes, recorded the equal biggest final lead since the 3-2-1 format was introduced in 1976. So that is pretty huge. He, uh, he won so much of the footy this season. He was explosive out of congestion. And he impacted on the scoreboard as well. So his Brownlow win was very deserved. On a down note, boys, uh, if we're looking back on, on uh, Sunday night, what I didn't like was Josh Dacos edging Jack Nunes for goal of the year. I thought Nunes, after the siren goal against Fremantle, was without doubt the best goal of the season. AC, biggest question of the year, mate. Who wins the 2020 title? I'll tell you what, you've uh, put me in the pressure cooker here, if we we like to use that term on the crowd catch. It's such a tough grand final to tip uh, because I think there are so many similarities between the two sides. The Tigers finished in third, the Cats finished in fourth. Both sides have had to reach the big dance the hard way by uh, firstly losing their respective qualifying finals. Um, And they were both so formidable in their in their semi-finals, of course, uh, in semi-finals and preliminary finals, that is. Of course, both sides of the Cats and the Tigers uh, have no shortage of superstars too. I want Geelong to win, so Gary Ablett has sent out a winner and Patrick Dangerfield wins his first premiership, but I'm backing Richmond. I don't think there is a side in the league that can match the Tigers when their midfield and forward line are working together like a well-oiled machine. One of those superstars in Richmond's ranks is the great Dusty Martin. How do you think Geelong are going to handle him? It'll be interesting to see. Uh, one option is to place either a hard tag or a soft tag on him uh, and do your best to limit both how often he touches the footy and his impact. And Cam Guthrie or Brandon Parfitt could be used in that role by Chris Scott. And, of course, the other option is for Chris Scott to uh, not use a tag and simply back his midfield to beat Richmond's midfield in their attack on the footy and delivery inside 50. I would love to see both coaches, both uh, Chris Scott and Damien Hardwick, throw away the shackles and let their midfield guns just explodes fight fire with fire it'd be brilliant to see because the tigers have got dusty martin and trent cotron and uh, shane edwards and marlon pickett who of course debuted in last year's grand final and geelong has got um superstars of their own in patty dangerfield joel selwood mitch duncan and cam guthrie let's not forget though that dusty and danger for that matter will likely spend at least some time of the grand final up forward and not only in the midfield mate speaking of patty um it's an interesting bloke to bring up. How do you think he's feeling this week? 
on a couple of legs. Uh, I think he'd be lap, lapping up the media spotlight because we all know he loves the fanfare and never lets uh, pressure affect his temperament. But deep down, let's be honest, there'd of course be a, an incredibly steely determination about him. He's won a Brownlow medal. He's an eight-time All-Australian. He's won four best and fairest awards. The only accolade missing is a premiership. He was already at Geelong, of course, when uh, Adelaide played in the 2017 Grand Final, which they lost to Richmond. So this is his first shot of glory. How will he fare? We'll find out on Saturday. Um, we're about to see the first ever night Grand Final. Um, do you think that's going to have any sort of impact on the game? Well, uh, interestingly, I was having a look at the forecast before, and uh, the early forecast is for rain and possibly even storms to uh, to hit the Gabba in Brisbane, which could affect game plans and even skills. One of the biggest arguments against taking the first ever night grand final to the Gabba, and particularly at this time of year because it's spring, is the effect that the dewy surface could have. Mate, you almost snuck it in there, but uh, better luck next year. It's always next year, mate. Always next year. That was our last fast four of the year, but um, <laughs> I'm looking ahead with very keen googly eyes. Look, I'll be honest, I kept the clock running for a little bit because you were building up to what was going to be the effect as soon as you said, do I hit the buzzer? <laughs> <laughs> very well played, mate. And, uh, mate, boys, while we're on the grand final, Jack, who are you tipping? And, uh, Coman, who are you backing yourself, mate? Um, yeah, I, I think Richmond are going to be too good. I, I think um, the way they bounced back from that first loss, I uh, dealt with St Kilda pretty easily. And then, you know, a good game against uh, Port Adelaide last week. Uh, I think we all had the sense that Richmond were building all year and um, they were probably the best team of the competition. And I think now that they're into a final, as you said, doing it a tough way, I think they'll go on with it. As often happens on the crowd catch, we don't all quite agree. I'm going Geelong for this one. Um, I just oh, think- the drama. <laughs> uh, I just think the Cats are going to be too good on the day I'm a big fan of Paddy Dangerfield as you touched on there Gates um, loves the big stage and he's got a lot to prove wanting to take out this grand final um, so I just think Paddy Dangerfield could have a real impact on this, this game and, um, and take it home for the Cats Well boys a couple of uh, very juicy tips there uh, regarding the big dance in the AFL we'll all find out when we are tuned into the battle of the Cats between the Cats and the Tigers at the Gabba uh, in the first ever night AFL Grand Final. But, boys, uh, jumping from the AFL and to the NRL, firstly, let's wrap up the Daily M. Jack Whiten took out his first ever Daily M award on Monday night, becoming just the third Raider in history behind uh, rookie Stewart and Laurie Daly to take out the top gong. Was there anything that you wanted to, that you wanted to touch on from the big night? Yeah, look, I'll jump in first and say, obviously, it was a season like no other. And I'm glad that that was uh, recognised at the Daly M. Looking at people's tips on the Knights, it probably almost started to forget about the New Zealand Warriors' efforts throughout the season. But it was great to see it recognised on the big stage. First, with Roger Tuivasa-Shek taking out captain of the year. Then the whole team being recognised as well. So I thought that was a really... uh, touching moment from the uh, Daly M's but all in all I was very impressed with the team and looking at it I can't really argue with many players there at all. Now when you look at that team first thought is that is a gun team and I tell you what it is a stacked team but um, one of the things that I found interesting throughout the night was the rookie of the year Harry Grant uh, picked up the gong um, on loan which is something that doesn't happen very often at all in rugby league um, and he's gone to the Tigers for a year. He's going back to the Storm next year. But, gee, the Storm have a quality player uh, sitting there behind Cameron Smith. Um, Harry Grant picking up Rookie of the Year. 
I'd say it's the second best loan deal in history, Jimmy, behind when I loaned you my car at uni. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just say you made the most of having a uh, back seat from your two-door uh, car and you also picked up the fine which you didn't pay on the way home so that was a pretty good loan deal for yourself as well and i'd like to say hello to mum and dad who listen to this podcast <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about mate uh, for what i can recall you load jimmy the jet your car and uh and you returned it with a couple of doors off the hinges and uh one or two hubcaps <laughs> cartwheeling down the road well, Zachary, that's probably what would have happened if I ever loaned my car to you. But no, look, a great loan deal, nevertheless. G'day <laughs> to the Comans listening. G'day <laughs> to all the Panthers fans and all the Melbourne Storm fans. A huge week. Let's jump straight into it. Boys, I guess we go first and foremost with our tips first and, and why we're landing that way. Uh, Jimmy, I'll throw it straight back to you, mate. Yeah, I'm going to be tipping the Panthers for this one. Um, I really hope the Panthers can do it. They they are the deserving side. They've lost one game all year. They're, they've been the benchmark. A lot of people didn't think they would be the benchmark, didn't even think they'd get this far. But they have absolutely surpassed everyone's expectations this year. It's a very tough matchup against the Storm. The Storm were on fire against my Raiders last week. They just looked every bit um, of a premiership winning team. Um, so it's going to be an absolutely phenomenal clash, but um, I'm really hoping the Panthers can get up here. Well, I've got a early trivia question for you, boys. Um, I think our guru, Zachary, may get this one, but who was <laughs> the last father-son duo to win an NRL premiership? Oh, what a delivery! It was actually a Panthers duo back in 2003. John Lang was the coach and Martin Lang played his son. It, it was, and, and, and look, that's just one of the... Many, many, I just get eerie comparisons between this team and 2003. To me, there's such a sense of destiny about what we're going to see on Sunday. So I'm tipping the Panthers. I just, look, we know how good Melbourne are. They blew the Raiders off the park. Uh, Melbourne will not be beating themselves. And they'll need a very good team to rock up and do the job. But this Panthers team is that. And I've just had a feeling of destiny all week. And I think they'll finish the job. Very philosophical from you there, Jack, backing the uh, the Panthers who were apparently shrouded in destiny. But boys, might not surprise you, but I'm going to go with Craig Bellamy's men. I think they're in better form. I know the Panthers have won 17 games in a row. And if they win the grand final, that'll, of course, give them 18 wins in a row and the longest winning streak in the NRL era, overtaking the Bulldogs in 2002. But if, if you look back to the preliminary finals, the Storm was a lot more... Uh, impressive than the Panthers, particularly over that first, I think they scored 24 points in the first 24 and a half minutes um, and went up 24-6 at half time. So I think Storm's going in with um, a bigger gust of wind at the tails. Yeah, look, I, I definitely agree that the Storm were probably more impressive, but I think it was the perfect hit out for the Panthers. They looked nervous at the start of that game. Um, I think they invited Souths into the game by not sealing it earlier. Uh, a couple of tries gone begging. A, a couple of moments that the Panthers team before the week off probably would have sealed. So I'm hoping that it was the hit out they needed and the uh, icebreaker they needed. And uh, now they've blown the cobwebs out, can be better for it. The Panthers gained a big in this week as well with uh, Billy Army kick out back in the side after serving a suspension. You know, aside from that, they've got a full bill of health. Uh, full bill of health. They've got a gun team, gun forward pack. Um, it's really, it's really just going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a fantastic matchup. And uh, Jimmy, you're the first to throw out an individual name in big kick out, a uh, great haircut. I know how much you love that. <laughs> uh, but do we have tips of, you know, who needs to have a big game? Who will be the game changers? I mean, 
We're not idiots. Cameron Smith is almost definitely retiring at the end of this game after the reception he got at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, is it him to have a big game? Is it Cleary who just fell short of the Dally M boys? Who do you look for to change this game and to win it for their respective team? It's another of those games, and no surprise because it's the grand final, but it's another of those uh, matches where there are matchups all over the ground with um, Cam Munster v. Jerome Luai, Cameron Smith v. Uh, Appy Corusau, Jesse Bromwich v. Uh, James Fisher-Harris, who was, of course, named in the NRL Team of the Year on Monday night. Felice Kafusi versus Viliami Kikau. If I was to pinpoint any, I'd probably go um, Cam Munster. Of course, he's already won one premiership uh, with Melbourne back in 2017 against the Cowboys. And um, he's just one of those players who has so much X factor. Both the Panthers and Storm are so good defensively. And um, who knows, it, it might come down to a player like Cam Munster or his opposition number in Jerome Luai to break open the game without free-flowing ad-lib running. Yeah, I think your obvious one for the Panthers is Nathan Cleary. But I think um, it's, a lot is going to come down to the shoulders of Vapi Coruscant. He's he's a key cog in getting the, the Panthers rolling, especially up the middle. Um, and, you know, he's got a tough matchup against Cameron Smith and what could be Smith's last game. But, you know, ever since Coruscant's return to Penrith, he has just um, absolutely taken them to another level. And, you know, if he can start causing havoc around the ruck um, and getting the Panthers moving forward, I think that's going to go a very long way to getting the Panthers up. Speaking, we said a great loan deal earlier, probably the buy of the season with Coruscant. For me, it's probably the back five for Penrith. The Storm have been prolific throughout this final series and all their points, well, the majority of their points have come from wide. And uh, both the Eels and, unfortunately, your Raiders, Cohen, they just looked clueless trying to defend the likes of a firing Justin Olam, the Foxes on fire. Uh, so for me, it will be very interesting to see how the um, Panthers' edges defend uh, because that's where Storm have piled on their points. And uh, obviously, you've got a couple of young defenders in there. Uh, one was just named in the uh, Dalian team of the year. It'll be interesting, but for me, that may be where it's won or lost. I think if, if the Panthers leap too many points early on or even throughout the game, they'll find themselves in trouble. And as we've seen in the last two Storm games, they'll keep going back there. Boys, we've mentioned Appy Corusau, we've mentioned uh, Cam Smith, Cam Munster. Now, Zane Tedavano isn't one of the biggest names uh, set to run out at ANZ Stadium, but I'm really happy for him. I'm stoked for him because it was only, of course, last season that he was pulled out of uh, the Roosters' side by Trent Robinson just hours before kickoff because Jake Friend uh, slotted in onto the bench to replace him. So the fact that he's finally going to get his taste of um, grand final action is um, fantastic. No, it is. Well, time for some tips, boys. Um, let's get, uh, I guess, our medalist and our, our winners. Well, I'm going to tip the Penny Panthers out for Clive Churchill. I think if the Panthers do win, it'll be Nathan Cleary um, walking out with the medal around his neck. Yeah, boys, I'm going to go Melbourne. Uh, I think it'll be a tight game. And as for a Clive Churchill medal tip, Ryan Pappenhausen, I think. he's um, Ever since he's come in, in replacement of Billy Slater or, or after him, Cameron Munster and slotted into that number one jersey. He's been prolific at fullback for Melbourne Storm. Just on another note, boys, of course, it'd be huge if Cameron Smith was to take out the Clive Churchill medal because it's one of very few accolades he hasn't uh, swept under his wing in his very long career. And if he was to go out a winner on uh, Sunday night, he'd become one of very few players to have uh, finished with the grand final. He'd be joining names like Steve Menzies and Shane Webke and uh, Mick Cronin and Cooper Cronk. It'd be um, a fairy tale finish, that is for sure. 
We've thrown up Steve Menzies, and it's interesting you're talking about Smith never winning the Churchill. Uh, the Storm are playing in their away jerseys, and they've never won a grand final in their away jerseys. Wore it in 2008 when they got flogged and wore it 10 years later when they went down to the Roosters. So they'd also have to be breaking that drought. As for Raven Pappenhausen, doesn't surprise me, Gatesy. You've been trying to copy his haircut all year. It's not quite <laughs> there yet. No, nah, mate, well, he, he's been trying to copy my haircut. For me, look, I'm, I'm going to go with kick out. Uh, I think he's rested. That was a great story on him last night saying that he feels as if he owes the team something. And uh, when I look at the Storm defence, they're usually cracked open by a fantastic line-running, hard-running second rower as uh, one way which we do see them leak some tries. So I think it matches up perfectly for kick out to come back fresh and firing. Is my tip and Panthers to win. So, look, a very exciting day for all of our listeners. Enjoy the weekend. Also, you have the Cots played in there, two grand finals. It's a, another sport lover's dream. Uh, drink so, responsibly. Yeah, definitely drink <laughs> responsibly. Um, and we're look, yeah, look, we're looking at you, Carmen. Not too, <laughs> not too many of those uh, green demons, big fella. Couple green grenades. Yeah, look, as long as you're not drowning your sorrows as badly as Jimmy did last year, I'm sure our listeners will be fine. But speaking <laughs> of drowning our sorrows, boys, get a beer because it's trivia time. What a time of week it is. It might not be the highlight of our week this week with the two big dancers coming up, but we, once again, cannot wait to dive headfirst into trivia. And joining us for this uh, edition of trivia is Aaron Bushby from Wollongong. How are you, Aaron? And uh, who's your tip for the NRL Grand Final? Hi, everyone. I, oh, I've got to go Penrith. I think you've got to go for them. They've got to play better than what they did last week. Otherwise, Melbourne will flog them. But I don't think Melbourne will be able to play like they did last week, that first 10 minutes. I think that can be a one-off. So you've got to go the Panthers. Great decision there, mate. Um, you're joining the um, same side as Jimmy and myself. Gates is against us. But... Uh, well, mate, we'll kick straight on. Um, very, very, very big test for yourself right now. Uh, first things first, you need to pick a category. Who's taller? Who's played more? Or true or false? Pick your demise. My demise? Hmm. I reckon let's go who's taller. All right, so Aaron, we're going to throw five questions at you. If you get one right, you uh, get the next one. If you get all five, you get a special edition signed crowd catch stubby cooler. Scientifically proven to make your beer taste 50 times better. And for all of our listeners out there, we've got a couple of messages that how they can get their hands on stubby coolers. Uh, stay tuned. We'll have something on our socials very shortly. In the meantime, Aaron, you get a first crack. Who's taller? Let's get the show on the road. The Battle of the Jeromes. Jerome Luai or Jerome Hughes? Who's taller? Oh, gee, there's... Oh. I'd say Luai. It might be the uh, the fact that the hair has a couple of more inches on it because of the headgear, and that is correct. It is Jerome Luai by one centimetre, mate. Fantastic start. Jerome Luai, <laughs> right. 184, Hughes, 183. Mate, next up, it's the Battle of the Hookers. Steve Hooker or Cameron McGuinness, who's taller? That'd be Steve Hooker, wouldn't it? And you're also picking a very similar haircut to Jerome Luai, and it is correct again. It is Steve Hooker, 187, plays McGuinness, 177. So you got him by 10 centimetres. Mate, the is next that, is a... Really? McGuinness is that tall? Wow, I thought he was a little bit shorter than that. Yeah, no, look, he still towers over Coman. Don't get us wrong. <laughs> Our next one is uh, the Battle of Two Great Female Olympians, Anna Mears or Kathy Freeman. Oh, I've got to remember because believe it or not, I've actually got a photo of Anna Mears, so I just of me and her. So I'm just trying to think. Um, 
I'm gonna go Anna, Anna Mears. Going Anna Mears over Kathy Freeman, the rider mm. over the sprinter, and he's right again. Congratulations. Oh, he's on fire here. You're tearing along, mate. Wow. You're smashing it. Mate, that, that was uh, my my one to flick most listeners off. It is enemies <laughs> by one centimetre. Oh. Alrighty, we'll see how you go with the Battle of the Georges. George Gregan or George Bailey? I reckon they're close. Um, well, Gregan is short. Um, I'd say George Bailey. Pure Mate, guess. you are one off the study oh. cooler now. Yes, it is George Bailey. <laughs> George Bailey pips Gregan by five centimetres and he's up to the million dollar question, the study cooler question. How tall is Gregan? Gregan's um, 173, Bailey 178. Okay. Alrighty. Now, now Bushby, none of our trivia guests, not one single one, has ever won a crowd catch W cooler, so you could be the first. (laughs) Here we go. Feel the tension in the room. Aaron. Who's taller? It's a battle of two great commentators. Richie Benno or Ray Warren? Oh, well, I've stood next to Rabs. Never saw Richie in person. Um, I'm going to go Rabs. He's going Ray Warren. And he's correct! Oh my god, he's done it! He's, he's the first person to do it! Oh. It's been a long time! Oh, it's been a long time, man! Well, Aaron, congratulations! The sign study cooler coming your way, mate. How do you feel down there at trackside? Very honoured, because a few of them were guesses. Mate, do you drink beer? Not really, but I don't mind having study <laughs> cooler, though. There you oh, go, congratulations, mate. coming your way. These were only the HSC questions. I could have got a PhD and been a doctor or something. (laughs) This is even better. All you get if you nail your HSC is a shitty ATAR. You forget about years later, but this stuff would be cool. It's for life. Hey, I'm that old. The ATARs went around when I did my HSC. I bet Stubby Cools were, though. <laughs> All righty. Well, fantastic. We will move on, Aaron. Um, it's good science for us because usually um, when our trivia guests fail, we fail theirs. But hopefully we can continue the winning ways. For double points, mate, what is your question? Okay. Who is the one player in grand final history in the NRL to score two tries in three consecutive grand finals? Think of who's played in three. I was going to go a Storm player, but of course I got no. held to nil. So not a Storm player. You have to go way back. Oh, way Zachary, back. this is your type of business. <laughs> Trying to dig into the history books. Um, nice, Gary. I'll, I'll go first. Look, this is a complete stab in the dark, and you know fans will probably tell me he didn't play in three, but I'm going to go Cliffy Lyons. No. I'll go Reg Gaznia. Nope. Oh, wow, can you believe that? And these boys reckon my trivia questions are hard. This leaves Tiger Woods' caddy in its wake. Well, I've heard your trivia questions, so I just wanted to have it. Is it Norm Proven? No, it's not. Oh, dear. Who is it, Bush? Brett Kenny. Oh. Brett Kenny, there you go. Brett didn't Kenny. even cross my mind. He scored two tries in 86, and he got done by the ref, and they were both tries. 
There you go. Talk about a curveball. We feel bad for giving it stomach all down. <laughs> no, we don't. Aaron, mate, thank you so much for coming on. A big congratulations. We'll send no one out your way. Yeah. Um, all the best. Enjoy your double grand final weekend. Yes, it will be a big one. Thanks, guys. Well, there you go. That was Aaron breaking the duck on who's tall. A fantastic effort. Um, brilliant stuff there. But, boys, we may as well move straight on um, see if we can, I guess, match his heroics. Before we uh, get kicking, how about I give a score update? I'll just uh, quickly pipe in there. Jack is leading the way on 24. James, you're running second on 18, and I am running third on 17. Rightio, let's see if you can snatch up some of these points here. In the spirit of Bathurst over the weekend, how many times has Jamie Winkup won the Bathurst 1000? Oh, what a delivery! Three. Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, my goodness! You're both over and under. The correct answer is four. Three times consecutively in 06, 07, and 08, and then again in 2012. Winding the clock back to 2018 here, last time Melbourne Storm were in the grand final. A player in that match got sent off twice. Who was that player? Yeah, um, I was drunk for that game. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been too, mate, because uh, this one has evaded me. Look, I can't remember. I'll have a stab in the dark and say Curtis Scott. Incorrect. I can't believe it. What is going on? Nice, Gary. Cameron Munster. Was that a stab in the dark? No, I've got a feeling now I can remember him storming off. Well, you're correct. Cameron Munster got sent off twice in the 2018 Grand Final. Once in the first half, and then once with about four minutes to go when the match was all done and dusted, just rubbing salt into the wound for Storm fans. Good little good little snag there from Jack right at the end. Thanks for buying us some time there, Zachary. Um, <laughs> I'll roll on. Um, now, boys, you should get both of these. Uh, have you been paying attention? And if you didn't do this no. study, then you're a bloody fool. Who won the Super Netball final? Oh, what a delivery! The Melbourne Vixens. Now, was that that hard, boys? Can we have netball <laughs> back in trivia? Yes, we can. Congratulations, Zachary. It was the Melbourne Vixens. Thanks, mate. I'll snatch that one up. That was uh, that was pretty easy. All right. Well, I think this next one is just as easy. Another have you been paying attention? Shane Van Ginsbergen took out the Bathurst 1000. Who was his co-driver? <laughs> Garth Tander. It was Garth Tander. Congratulations, boys. And that's how you ask easier trivia questions. <laughs> Over to you now, Zachary. <laughs> All right. Well, time for a couple of easy trivia, easy trivia questions of my own. The Penrith Panthers have won two premierships. They won the most recent in 2003. In which year did they win their other premiership? Nice, Gary. 78. Whoa, gosh. Oh boy, that wasn't even close. I think it was around the time the Raiders were at their height, the peak of their powers in the early 90s. Because I know there were a few good clashes between those sides as the top dogs in the comp. I'm going to lock in 91. Correct. Oh, hey. <laughs> 
Thank uh, boys, you for see. the green machine. <laughs> boys, I know we all like watching uh, Fox League and uh, Greg Alexander is a common feature on the Fox League panels with Yvonne Sampson. Um, and he played in that uh, 1991 Panthers Premiership. Question two, Shane Warne will never forget the day he was caught on 99 in a test match, especially as the bowler was eventually found to have bowled a front foot no ball. Who caught the ball? I couldn't even tell you that played against. Um, Jimmy, do you want to do you want to have the first stab in the dark or? No, mate, you can go. No, right, yeah, I'll, I'll just get this over and done with and say Jacques Callas. Oh goodness me, that was never going to be good. Freddie Flintoff. Oh no way! It wasn't Freddie Flintoff. It was against New Zealand. Daniel Vittori, uh, he bowled the ball, and Mark Richardson caught the ball at mid wicket. Awesome, fantastic. Well. Thank you very much for that one, Zachary. Um, great to see you following suit there with the, um, the difficulty on questions. Mate, we'll move straight ahead um, because the best way to get past a shitty round of trivia is a great round of sure thing tippings. And I'm the only one who doesn't have to participate in a plank after your boys both got your sure things wrong. Do you want to remind us quickly what they were? Uh, well, mine's... Mine's are still a bit fresh in my heart. It was the green machine to get over the storm. And unfortunately, well, that didn't happen. And mine, unfortunately, boys, why I've got to do a challenge this week is because uh, Stephen Motlop did not hit the scoreboard in the uh, Port Adelaide's preliminary final against Geelong. Now, unlucky boys. So what we'll do is you're both setting up for the plank. Uh, so we'll get you to start the plank. Uh, we'll roll the, through these relatively fast because... None of us are the fittest blokes. And um Speak for yourself, buddy. Hopefully we okay then. Well um Zachary, if you're planked up and ready to go, mate, you can go first. All right, mate. I'm planked up and I'm ready to rock and roll. My sure bet is Gary Ablett Jr. to boot a goal in his three hundred and fifty-seventh and final AFL match in the grand final on Saturday. In the pressure cooker, I'm putting uh, Edgar Belanga's next opponent in the middleweight boxing arena. I'm not sure who the Puerto Rican is due to face next, but he's just won his 15th first-round knockout in a row, so I sure won't be putting up my hand and uh, going off how I've seen Jack and James wrestling and throwing fists in the lounge room. I don't think uh, – I reckon they'd be running away. Uh, and my one to watch is Western Australian all-rounder Cameron Green. He's one of the most exciting prospects in Australian cricket, and although he's not bowling in the Sheffield Shield at the moment uh, due to – stress fractures in the back. He's trying to bash down the door for test selection with the bat. Keep your eyes peeled. Fantastic. Thank you, Zachary. It was lovely hearing the change in your voice from the sure thing to the one to watch. <laughs> Jimmy, you're up next, mate. Rightio. My sure bet for the week is Appy Corusau to make 50-plus tackles uh, in the grand final. I think um, he's gonna, he is set for a big game, and we love seeing hookers step up to those big stages. So I think 50 tackles as well within the realms for Appy. Uh, my pressure cooker is the referees. We don't want a repeat of what happened last year. Um, so hopefully the referees can sort their shit out and have a clean grand final. Um, and my one to watch is Cameron Smith. Uh, it could be his last game. We don't know. Uh, whether you love it or hate him, um, you know, sit back and enjoy it one more time because it could be his last ever game in rugby league, who is going to be a future immortal, one of the GOATs. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye on Cameron Smith to see what happens, particularly in the aftermatch if he lifts that trophy, if um, he does announce this is his last game. Awesome and very well uh, said about Smith there. Jimmy, 
For me, I round us out with a grand final sure bet. Um, it is Nathan Cleary to score in the grand final in the pressure cooker for me. Uh, can I just pipe in there? Can we clarify that he's got to score a try, not just the conversion? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, yeah, you, you can pipe in, yes, to score a try. In the grand final, thanks, Zachary. There's only one bloke who try and weasel his way out of that, and that's yourself. <laughs> Next up is uh, pressure cooker. Mine's Dustin Martin in the pressure cooker. Why? Uh, purely because the two times that Richmond have won the final in the last three years, Martin was the Norm Smith medalist on both occasions. So I'm sure Richmond will be looking for him to repeat his heroics a third time and lead them. Uh, to a final, uh, to a glory and to a flag, I should say. And uh, on the flip side, I'm sure Geelong Cats will have him as their number one man to shut down. If he does uh, go all the way to win the Norm Smith medal, he'd be the first player in history to win it three times. Uh, so pressure cooker, Dusty Martin, and probably Dusty Martin's car because it might get a couple of parking tickets if they do go on to win. And my one to watch, uh, I said a little bit earlier in the call, it's Viliami Kickout uh, coming fresh off two weeks. I reckon he'll be a rampaging bull and will be very hard to handle for the Melbourne Storm. They were my three boys. Well done on your planks. You can get up now. Oh, We'll have to take Zachary's word for it again because it just disappeared. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I was hang, I was counting down the I was counting down the clock. Yeah, look, I, we don't need to take his word for it because we could take his voice for it at the end there. I think. <laughs> well, boys, uh, as we've mentioned already, it's a huge week uh, in the world of sports. Um, headlined, of course, by the AFL Grand Final and NRL Grand Final. In the meantime, keep your eyes on the ball because you never know when a crowd catch may just come your way. Bye. Up the Panthers.